The grace and love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is our scripture lesson for this past Sunday, which was the fifth Sunday of the Easter season. Scripture lesson, remember we have scripture lessons in the Easter season instead of Old Testament readings so that we can hear about a little bit of the history of the New Testament church. And here we hear about Paul, the Apostle Paul on his second missionary journey. From Acts chapter 17 verses 1 to 12. When they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As his custom was, Paul went into the synagogue on three Sabbath days. He reasoned with them from the scriptures, explaining and proving that the Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Christ, he said. And some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and not a few prominent women. But the Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other brothers before the city officials, shouting, these men who have caused trouble all over the world have now come here. And Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decree, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they made Jason and the others post bond and let them go. As soon as it was night, the brothers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. On arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Many of the Jews believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and Greek men. My dear friends in Christ, there is a, oh, funny, and yet actually very sad story about this bell that was in the belfry of an old church. One day some visitors to that church, they tried to ring the bell, but it didn't ring. And so they did a little bit of investigating. They went up the bell tower, they looked at the bell, and they saw that the bottom of the bell had actually been plugged with wood. And furthermore, what they saw is by looking at one side of the bell, they saw that a door had been cut into the bell and there was a padlock that was on the bell. And what had happened is that that church, for whatever reason, decided that they would use that bell as the strong box for their church where they kept the church's offering and money. And Maybe that was a clever idea because I don't think too many thieves would go up a bell tower to look for money from a church. I say maybe that was a clever idea because 
In another sense, it's not a very good idea because think about the purpose of a bell. It's supposed to ring and ring out into the community and to tell the community that there are church services, that people can come and hear the word of God. And now that bell was silenced. That bell was silenced. Well, the beautiful purpose for that bell, gone forever. So when God made us his believing children, what we want to recognize is that he kind of made us like church bells that are supposed to ring out with the gospel message. That's what he made us to be. Nevertheless, there are many Christians who remain silent, who keep their Christianity and who keep the Savior to themselves. And in a sense, you could say that they're kind of like that church bell. They have that valuable treasure inside, but the beautiful purpose for which God made them believers has been lost. And so those people, they're missing out on the joy of sharing the gospel. The joy of sharing the gospel. Now, when you think about Paul and Silas, great missionaries for the Lord, and they endured all kinds of hardship and trouble and persecution and imprisonment because of their sharing the gospel. But they also possessed such great joy as they shared the gospel. And the fact of the matter is, is that we too can share that same great joy when we would share Jesus with those who don't know about Jesus. So, Let's look at Paul and Silas's witness to the Thessalonians and the Bereans as our reading discusses that a little bit and consider the joy of sharing the gospel. The joy of sharing the gospel really is second only, when you get right down to it, to the joy that we have in personally knowing ourselves that we sinners have a savior in Jesus and because he lived and died for us and paid for all of our sins, well, we have eternal life in heaven. That's our greatest joy and then we could say the second joy that we have, that's the joy in sharing the gospel. In our reading, the Apostle Paul was on his second missionary journey and he was in new territories at this particular time, places in which the old Jewish ways were being taught, but the message of Christ crucified and risen from the dead, well, that had yet to be officially proclaimed. Well, Paul and Silas, they came to Thessalonica and they found a, a Jewish synagogue there. And that would have to oh, excite the Apostle Paul a little bit, seeing the Jewish synagogue there, because that meant that there should have been people there who were familiar with the Old Testament. And he probably figured that there were people there who knew about and believed in the promises of God in the Old Testament but they didn't know at this point in time that Jesus had fulfilled the Old Testament promises of God. And he may have figured that when he would share the gospel with these people, 
when he would share the message of Christ fulfilling all of those Old Testament prophecies, that there would be maybe many, well, at least some people who would be thrilled with the message, would be so thrilled to hear that Christ had finally come and kept God's promises that the Holy Spirit would work on their hearts and that then they'd end up sharing the gospel with other people as well. Well, as Paul looked for those advantages, those opportunities to, to share the gospel, so what we're also going to want to do is look for people who would also be ready to hear about Jesus the Savior because when you think about it, there are so many people in the world who really are ready to hear about that because they're troubled by different things. They know that this world is a troublesome place. They can think of life's trials and troubles and it can get frustrating to them. And well, then there are those people who are enjoying success in this life and, and maybe they can be pointed to Jesus the Savior as the one who really is ultimately the one who's giving them their successes and joys in life. But see, there are people out there who are looking for meaning to life and, and what better meaning for life is there than in Jesus the Savior and letting people know about how He's what makes life worth living and death worth dying, as we sometimes will say. And what we can do is we can tell people about how Jesus is the answer, and we can have that joy in sharing the gospel like Paul had. Of course, he had his sufferings and troubles, and we'll have those too, but even if there's just one person who gets joy from the gospel, Boy, that'll make it more than worth it. We can have the joy of sharing the gospel because then we're telling about Jesus who gives us and can give them also the greatest joy that there is. Joy in the forgiveness of sins and of heaven through faith in Jesus our Savior. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, Paul and Silas suffered much for sharing the gospel, but they also had the joy of sharing the gospel because they knew they were sharing with people the greatest and the best news ever. Help us also to know the joy that Paul and Silas had in sharing the gospel because we're sharing the best news ever. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.